0: Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by the dentist to my Smith Jr. What you got for me, Isaac?
1: Nick, I'll tell you one thing. This team is really special, and you ain't coming to my house playing that water bottle flip game. I don't care who you are, king or what you call yourself, king, queen, princess, whatever you are. whatever. We're going to fight. Nobody out there going to Punk us, Enes Kanter. <laughs> you, you just rolled up my new one of my new favorite player lists. Frank outside Frank, of Dallas. Frank.
0: Frank. Frank. Frank.
1: Cantor just said that after the game, talking about LeBron, <laughs> and this is greatness. LeBron obviously responded back, uh, saying that yeah, he is the king. His, <laughs> wife's, the qu- his wife's the queen. That's and went on down the line. But what a fun game. That was a Frank's, super fun game. Um, Frank's balling out. Let's. I tweeted this out, but I think it's unfair, or I think it's kind of stupid, that Mavs fans have to hate Frank. You don't have to hate Frank. You can like them both. It is possible. I have a theory
0: about this. And uh, first of all, before I say that, I'm glad that Frank Nilekina and all these other guys. First of all, I'm glad that it's Nilekina and not Tilakina, which was confusing for a lot of people. But it is it is Nilekina. So... I'm, I, I'm glad that he's good at the things that we thought he was going to be good at. You know, because it would suck for a guy to come in like that and to just be awful and have Dennis Smith Jr. picked behind him. Or, yeah, and picked behind him. And it was he's going to be, you know, like the next Sam Bowie. You know, or like the next, you know, Sheen the beat. Or the next, you know, guy that got picked befo- right before somebody that's really good. The next Johnny Flynn. You know, that's probably a better comparison. So, was, I'm glad that he's not going to be that guy. I'm glad that he's actually... he's. Super good defender. He's you know, you know, uh, capable shooter. Glad that he's he's pretty good at passing. Him and Porzingis have connected on some pretty good some pretty good uh, two two way game right now. Uh, Somebody from NBA Math, I think I think it might have been Andy Bailey, tweeted out that, um, just (laughs) with a two man lineups, Nilakina and Porzingis, Porzilakina is what I'm calling them. Porzilla Kina had that the Sounds
1: like a um the a new like rival to Godzilla <laughs> in a new Godzilla movie.
0: I always think I thought about Joel Prisbilla when I first said that.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh Porzilla Kina had the highest net rating in the NBA of any 2 <laughs> any 2 man lineup. That's wild. That's It's pretty crazy. Now it was a super small sample size. I think it was like 60 minutes or something like that, but uh, it's not a CBS show that's a that's a real two two man game that they got going in New York and i think that i tweeted this out during the game that i think that whoever the mavs get this top 5 pick can be like the porzingis to dennis's you know neilakena or something like that you know one way or the other like, like if it's a bi- like if it's a big well i mean 3 out of the 3 out of the 5 of them are big so you know Anybody except Donkic, basically, <laughs> basically, and even he's like six seven. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I'm I'm excited to have a two man game like that. And dang it, the the two man game should have been you know Dennis and Nerlens, but you know I don't want to talk about that today. Well, and I, and well,
1: yeah, no, that's because that <laughs> this throw if Nerlens was what we all thought it was going to be, like then you could realistically target like a Porter or Donkic and be like. Oh man, you got three now moving forward. But anyway. is
0: like the guard
1: version of Nerlens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Like I will say that, like Nerlens skills. Nielakina is good at what we thought he would be, but he's a little bit better at this point than I thought he would be. I thought he'd be a lot more, more raw, like all, across, all like, across the board. He is. Yeah, I thought he would be a little bit more Dante Exumish, right now, like when Dante Exum first came in the league. But he's like more polished and farther along than X-Y. I
0: wonder if I wonder if the Dante Exum thinks I always wondered like how that guy didn't make it <laughs> and I think the the measurables that that Neil Akina had not just the physical ones but the his game to me seemed like those are more easy like easier to quantify you know when you have the length of Neil Akina and you have you know his jumper you can tell that he's a jumper a guy like Exum that doesn't have a doesn't necessarily have a jumper kind of relies on athleticism you know you're not necessarily sure what he's super good at he does you know he's pretty good passer all this stuff and you're like nah you know (laughs) you're like not sure what he's good at but milikino we knew exactly what he's good at came in and that's what he was good at at least that's the way i see it
1: yeah and he didn't back down from lebron which i loved so good lebron tried to get up in his grill and all that stuff and because you know he he,
0: he heard that stuff on saturday when you know our guy Chris was asking LeBron about you know Dennis Smith Jr. and he just takes this random shot at Phil Jackson while in the same vein calling out Nikola for not for being a worse player than Dennis Smith Jr. and how you know the Knicks missed on a guy and all this stuff. I mean that's that's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean he could have prefaced you know, prefaced it with "Hey, I think Frank's you know a good young player," but he didn't. So it looked like it was a shot at Frank too, and. So naturally, you know, Cantor and Porzingis and stuff came to his aid, which I liked. And love it. So the New York Knicks fans are going to love Ennis Cantor if they don't already. I did hear I didn't see all the Knicks game tonight, but I did see on Twitter that the crowd was chanting Kyrie Irving at one point. Yes.
0: Yes, they were.
1: And that made me laugh. <laughs> Whenever the Knicks were up, by like 20. Oh, man. But then LeBron came back and destroyed their world. Although that one highlight of when he like blocks Porzingis and and comes all the way down the court with the ball, that's the crazy one of the craziest travels I've ever seen. <laughs> he literally picks the ball up and like cups it and then does a spin move, and he took like five steps. And I'm just like, how the refs right there in front of him, like how do you not call that?
0: How yeah. how how How, how, how way? How does he not call that? I know exactly oh, how. how. So the Mavericks now are. Two and twelve. They are one and one. They're one and one away from their their start last year. Remember they were three and thirteen, <laughs> four and seventeen at one point. So we're we're basically on pace for last season. The Mavericks are have the worst record in the NBA, which was exactly the same last year. I mean, it's just crazy how similar these you know this team has been over the next you know, over this the first like two, three four weeks of the season. They had some injuries last year and they ended up getting some guys back. And Seth Curry put out an Instagram, you know, story today. And it was him, him and that. Sham God, and it said cardio crew. They were on, you know, like the uh, the treadmills, elliptical things in the uh, the Mavericks. It was Mavericks practice facility, wasn't it? Yeah. And so showed them on that and used the hashtag help is on the way. <laughs> and so made me think he's coming back. You know, sooner rather than later.
1: Help has been on the way. We've just been waiting.
0: <laughs> Help was <laughs> supposed to be reevaluated after one week. <laughs> and yeah. what well, this made me think about last season and how the Mavericks all of a sudden put together this run and had this, you know, February that was super good. And, you know, does, is that. Is that in this Mavericks team this year? Are we gonna be super excited about, you know, a top five draft pick and we're gonna do our, our draft prospects update? We got a couple of them, but are we gonna look at this team and say, well, they're the worst record now, but then eventually they're gonna play their way out of the top five? In the draft standings. <laughs>
1: um there there's always there's always a chance for that, especially with um with Cuban and them. I mean, I think Cuban told I think Dallas Morning News or somebody um, just a week or so ago, that hey, same thing as last year. We're not going to tank until we're mathematically eliminated. Did he tell them and that at
0: at all the games that they go to, home and away,
1: home and away? Yes, both. And they're the only two, Nick, and he only. But so you can never count Dallas out if that's the case. So just like last year, I mean, they tried, but you know, <laughs> they still won, <laughs> and Car- Carlos still going to coach them. So. I don't know. I I want to think that this year might be a little different, and just we'll see how things are gonna go. But there's always a chance. If there's one of these teams in in the bottom five, if this is the question, kind of what you're getting at, if there's one of these teams that would play them out of a top five pick, it's Dallas, for
0: sure. Yeah, because if you look at the bottom five right now, uh, even the bottom six or seven, you have Dallas is the worst team, then Atlanta. Then Chicago, Sacramento, Phoenix—all those teams we thought were going to be awful, especially Phoenix with you know getting rid of Bledsoe. Now they got better as soon as they got rid of Bledsoe, but you know he wasn't yeah. playing for them anyway. Then after that, you had the Lakers, and then Brooklyn, and then the Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers and Charlotte are tied at five and seven right now for the the bottom. Right Clippers kind
1: of went on a little free fall there for a bit. Um, yeah, they lost.
0: Man, they're, they're in it right now. They've lost five in a row.
1: Yeah. And, uh, But Brooklyn, they lost D'Angelo Russell now for... Uh, I know, second. he's
0: on my fantasy team.
1: So that could uh, that could push them down a little bit, even though they don't have a reason to tank. But it's going to be interesting moving forward. <clears throat> some of these teams, I like to look at veterans a lot. And these, you know, some teams, that's why you look at Dallas and you got, you know, people like Dirk and Wes and HB yeah. and some of these guys that you're like... They're just, it's just not in their DNA. You almost just have to put them out (laughs) and say they're not going to play compared to some of these other teams like Atlanta and Chicago and, you know. Sacramento, kind of. Sacramento has some, yeah, it just depends on. But their veterans aren't. Like we have Barnes and West that are actually, that have been in the league multiple years that are, you know, veterans. I would put George
0: Hill in that category,
1: but. Yeah, George Hill, but I think Fox is, is just the one. Was on the on the way of replacing him in the lineup. So I think George Hill is a prime candidate to, candidate to be traded at the deadline too. But
0: yeah, there's a lot of teams, that could, especially Denver, could really really use him since they didn't hit on the Bledsoe
1: thing. I got a I got a comment about that.
0: Do you think Bledsoe would go for more than George Hill, or do you think George Hill would go for more than Bledsoe?
1: I like Bledsoe more than George Hill. Okay. Yeah. So she had his deal. Um. Got a question. I texted a couple of my uh, friends tonight. Houston is number one in the West at 11 and three. They're rolling on all cylinders. Heard some podcasts just briefly mentioned, you know, Chris Paul coming back. Yeah. Would it throw it all off? How's it going to be? Whatever. What if Daryl Morey rolled the ultimate curve ball out there and it's like, let's just trade him.
0: <laughs> who they trade him for?
1: What if they traded him into Denver? For like Millsap. No 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 no. Like here's the thing, he's expiring. So yeah. and if you look at if you look at it from this point of view, he's you didn't give up a ton to get him. He's expiring contract and you're doing this well without him. So you don't want to, you know, just give him up for nothing, but you don't have to demand a ransom for him either. So like what if it was a similar package to what Denver could have offered for Bledsoe, like a Moodyer, Fareed, Wilson Chandler?
0: Well, they can't do it for another month, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, in December. But I have, I have an even crazier one for you. Chris Paul Wait, for Boogie.
0: why can't they? They traded for him.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, didn't they sign can. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm wrong. Because I play with him on Trade on trade Machine. <laughs> Chris, Chris Paul. <laughs> the trade Machine is
0: like the Bible sometimes.
1: It is. Chris Paul for Boogie. Oh, man.
0: Sending, yeah. him,
1: sending him back to the swamp both both of them are expiring contracts just getting you, know, you know free agency next summer boogie would mess that team up so much. he probably would but there's a sense of craziness to it when you think of if he's playing with ad now he can play with capella he can hit threes with james harden and oh them.
0: i'd feel so good for anthony
1: davis if that happened Chris Paul back in New Orleans with Anthony Davis. You could even do something simple of like Jameer Nelson and Boogie Cousins with with for Chris Paul and like Ma Mute.
0: And you know and, and the Rockets were going after Jameer Nelson. And you yeah. know that the Pelicans would sign Chris Paul to that five year deal. <laughs> you yes. you know they would. They definitely would do that. Even though most teams would not do it. I think Daryl Morris really wants to run at that Chris Paul thing. but that's, Oh, yeah, that's yeah, I think he would, too. It's really I just interesting.
1: Like, you know how I like just throwing crap out like that. I like it. I like it for New Orleans more
0: than I like it for Houston, but, yeah, that would be interesting for sure. Yeah. All right, so anyway. that, that was our, our tank update. Mavericks are still number one in the tank standings or the inverse standings or the the tankathon standings. Then Atlanta, then Chicago, then Sacramento, then Phoenix. Uh, those game those teams are all a game and a half within each other so uh, anything can happen over the next couple of you know weeks or so then uh, it gets a little bit you know farther farther reach after that so the top five prospects in the draft right now we've been following them uh, Michael Porter jr. has some sort of hip injury he tweaked it in his first game two minutes in and so he did not play again the other night. When Missouri played, Mo Bamba, has, his team has not played since the last time we updated you. Uh, but the three guys that did play since the last time we talked about them, DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, and Luka Doncic. Isaac. Not, Luka. Don, not, not Doncic. Even though oh, yeah. we'd rather say Doncic.
1: Doncic.
0: DeAndre Ayton played against UMBC. Isaac, do you know what UMBC stands for?
1: UMBC.
0: UMBC. It is an United- actual college that actually plays Division One basketball that actually played against DeAndre Ayton and the Arizona
1: Wildcats. United Methodist Bartholomew College.
0: <laughs> That's better than my guess. University of Maryland, Baltimore County. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Was close. You got a
0: county in your name. That means you're going places.
1: Holy crap, bro!
0: DeAndre Ayton looked like a man among boys against this team. He scored 19 points, 13 boards, one steal, two blocks, nine of 13 from the field. He didn't attempt a three, and he was one of three from the free throw line. I'm interested to see when DeAndre Aiton actually plays against dudes that are his size. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure he's gonna find any in college basketball. He's just such a big dude. He just looks. Like when you said he looks like Bill Russell out there on the court, he honestly does. I mean, he just looks yeah. like he's way bigger, way stronger than everybody else on the court. Well, he
1: looks kind of like a Wilt. I think he looks kind of like a Wilt out there because Wilt was just so muscular, yeah, massive and, out
0: there. And Wilt Chamberlain was actually seven foot. Bill Russell was closer to like six nine. He was like more yeah. Dwight Howard size. Also in this game, DeAndre Ayton whew, caught a lob and caught a <laughs> that- body. Isaac.
1: That poor guy's soul.
0: R.I.P. to University of Maryland, Baltimore County forward six seven, from yeah. probably you know, probably Maryland, Baltimore County. R.I.P. Max Portman. It's been nice knowing you, man.
1: Max was a great human being. Um, he'll never play basketball again.
0: Look up DeAndre Ayton <laughs> ends life or something. I mean, he uh, just he took to this... DeAndre
1: Ayton's Twitter because he tweeted out the video and he caught a body. <laughs> He I was like, did. yes, he did.
0: He was not lying. So he, you know, they throw up this alley oop to him, and he, he, he sort of snuck back door on the left side. So the point guard's up at the top. DeAndre Ayton sneaks on the left side. He comes up and. The ball goes up in the air, and so does DeAndre Ayton. And then all of a sudden, this kid, Max Portman, comes out of nowhere, turns his body, so his right side is like going up against Ayton, and he throws his one hand up in the air and the other hand behind him to try to catch himself because he knows he's going down. <laughs> and so he just puts both hands up in the air, like one up and one down. DeAndre Ayton just catches it and slams it in his arm. Max Portman's arm is right between Ayton's arms, and it was just <sighs> embarrassing for all all, all involved.
1: Sorry, Max. Uh, but, yeah, Aiden... Is that the most we will ever talk about Max Portman ever on this podcast? I think that's the most anybody will ever talk about Max Portman on any podcast. <laughs> um, Aiden, he, we've talked about him before we built him up. He's right there. He doesn't get sometimes the hype of Luca. Um, sometimes even Bagley now because he's at Duke and stuff. But Aiden's right oh. there for that number one pick. He's going to be right there, especially if a team like Atlanta... Chicago, any of those teams lands the top pick.
0: Even Sacramento, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, even Sacramento too, and so. Phoenix.
0: All of those teams. I mean, <laughs> they don't have that's, any bigs
1: that they're in love with. Yeah, and that's that's the crazy thing, you know. With this, it's kind of like what we talked about. If it's not a point card loaded, you know, draft at the very, very top. You know, once you get past five, there's a couple in Duval and Sexton, but at the top, and you look at the teams that could be drafted at the top: Sacramento, Dallas. And if you want to say Atlanta with shooter, all three of them have, you know, young point guards. So they don't need a point. So really anybody.
0: The Bulls any, don't even have a point guard.
1: Bulls could literally take anybody. Because even one of these centers could play with Markin. You imagine Aiden and Markinen.
0: That would be, that's a front court right there. That is, I think, they, that's I think that they
1: would probably prefer uh, Porter or Doncic, but Porter yeah. and Markinen, that is just, you know, scoring I think, me all day. I think. Duncan. Porter is not a bad defensive player. I don't know <laughs> why you got that into your system. Then <laughs> Porter can't play defense. He just seems so lackadaisical to me sometimes. He's a baller. But Phoenix, um uh, Yeah, man. I think Donk in Phoenix would be super. He's said it wrong. <laughs> Donk it. Chich. <laughs> I'm just calling I'm just gonna say what it is. I'll ask you this. The Lakers pick is predicted two through five, right? Uh, I think n- n- no I like think they get it 2 through 5
0: well dang if it's, it's 2 through 5 so it goes to,
1: It goes to Boston or something so if it's 1 no, it goes or to,
0: it goes to Philly
1: Yeah. so if it's 1 or 6 through then they get to keep it I'm pretty sure and Philly only gets it if it's 2 through 5 we're not Philly, Boston
0: I'm embarrassed I should know this
1: because Boston got it in the Fultz deal, I think. Yeah, because that's what it is. The pick goes to Boston. It goes to Boston. Philly if it's six and down so far, at least. And then it's top one and six through down. Because I think Philly gave that up four folds. And then if it doesn't convey two through five, then it goes to the Kings, whatever pick, in 2019.
0: Right. I'm looking at it. Up. Either
1: way, the Lakers don't have their pick. Correct.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: I think. Anyway. They
0: basically don't have their pick.
1: Cuz I was going to ask you if the Lakers got the first pick, who would they pick? But
0: if they got the first pick, let's just say, hmm.
1: Don't get too excited of their name.
0: <laughs> I don't know, they might pick Aiton. Cuz that that's just that would be such a good fit for them right now. You
1: couldn't you couldn't do Doncic with ball. Okay.
0: The Lakers pick goes to Boston if it is 1 or six through thirty. It goes to
1: Philly if it is two through five. <laughs> so okay, they don't have their pick. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. Man, how crazy would that be if they got the if they won the lottery and it went to Philly?
0: No, because it would go to Boston.
1: Oh. That would be crazy too.
0: <laughs> that would be nuts. Who if would Boston, Boston take? Got it again? Uh pfft, anybody? They might take one of those
1: centers. Probably a bomb. Heck, they
0: might game. just take Porter Junior and be like, "Screw
1: it, we're just." <laughs> we're Gosh, him, him and Tatum's like him and Tatum, really, really similar though. Well, ain't Gordon Hayward. <laughs> they would have to take a center because Kyrie and Doncic ain't gonna work. I don't they know. Defensive
0: make- stalwart Kyrie Irving says otherwise. I'm talking about ball handling.
1: It <laughs> <laughs> would work. Uh. Kyrie played with LeBron for, for three years. Yeah, but they didn't have Tatum and Brown and Horford either. I don't know, man.
0: And Hayward. Well, imagine Doncic uh, doing the second unit for them. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Throw him That's out what there. I
1: still, I still think Phoenix, Dallas, Sacramento, all of those would be great for Doncic.
0: Speaking of Doncic, let's talk about him now. He played Maccabi Tel Aviv a couple of days ago, the ninth. He had 19 points, six assists, six rebounds, a steal, and a block. Zero turnovers and zero fouls in this game. That is incredible for a guy that handles the ball so much. He didn't look super great in this game to me. Uh, in the stuff that I watched, um, he just he looked like he floated a little bit. But he also had 16. Sorry, I had 19 points, six and six. So you know he's definitely doing stuff. He sort of has like a. He's sort of like Lonzo in the way that he just is like chill and is out there and then all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh he has like a whole bunch of stats right now but he just doesn't take over he doesn't seem like he takes over a game like a you know in the way that dennis smith jr does where everything he does is super exciting you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah i know and some of the if y'all are wanting to watch some of the games i know that game that was uh, barcelona and real madrid and they aired that over facebook live i forgot who who it was but i just remember being promoted on facebook Live. yeah i
0: think that happened this weekend i think they played again Um, then marvin bagley the last one we haven't talked about he played utah valley isaac you ever been to utah
1: um actually no i've been to 38 states but i've never been there there you go that's that's
0: a good number i've probably been to that many maybe a little more 24 points 10 boards two assists two steals one turnover that was not his fault uh, 11, 17 from the field, one of one from three, and only one of five from the free throw line in 32 minutes. He, to me, he looks like Durant without a jump shot. Tell me why he's not. He's bigger than Durant, obviously, better in the post.
1: I just polished. He's just not as polished. I mean, he has a similar body frame a little bit, but he just can't shoot right now. So he can. I mean, he can. He can shoot. I mean, his form's not, like, broke. I mean, no. it's, just, it's not Lonzo, but he just, I mean, we just got to remember, I mean, he's super young. He's supposed to be in high school right now. So and he just,
0: that was at that was in Cameron. That was, like, in at Duke. And I think that might have been his first home game. And that is, I mean, <laughs> that crowd is just insane.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to, cons- I mean, he, I saw the play where I guess he either caught a oop or he took a dribble in the paint and just dunked it two-handed and he looked like he was, like, a foot above the rim. But, yeah. He's super athletic. He's just, he's just not as fluid as Durant right now. Not as, you know, even like a Porzingis or something like that. But it will come. I mean, I think you look at it, sometimes you're just like, all right, he's kind of like an in-between of like Julius Randle and Durant. <laughs> it's like the yeah, lefty that can't shoot as um, good now, but I think he will in the future. But.
0: Shoots better than Randle, I think, at this point yeah, in yeah, his yeah. career. But, but, yeah, I, I get that, that comparison for sure. I was
1: gonna say do you have another one about them? No, that's, that's like all I have college. for
0: draft updates. I was gonna move
1: on let's let's at least talk about this uh well I was gonna say something about college real quick. Yeah, go ahead. You listen to this on a Tuesday, um, Mavs play tonight against San Antonio. But if we wanna watch something else besides San Antonio, uh, we have the, we <laughs> or have Or if the you wanna
0: double screen it. I know our fans are very yeah. very good double screeners.
1: Double screen it, watch the State Farm Classic at six o'clock. You have Duke versus Michigan State.
0: The State Farm Classic is that commercial with Kevin Love where he's a baby and he's dropping dimes. and,
1: and <laughs> that, no. That's the State Farm D- Classic. Dame is the dropping dimes baby. Kevin, Kevin Love drops dimes too. Yeah, he's in it. It's like
0: a Not in real game. life, but in that commercial he dropped the dimes.
1: Anyway, you get Duke versus Michigan State. Duke is ranked number one in the country. Michigan State is ranked number two in the country. So one versus two is always crazy. But you get... Um, Marvin Bagley versus Miles Bridges, uh, which would be nasty. Michigan State has Jaron Johnson too, uh, which is a big time, uh, big time player, top ten pick. Some people think Uh, the second game of the doubleheader is Kansas versus Kentucky. So Kentucky always has. I mean. They don't have it. I was talking to Nerlands about it in the locker room the other night. We we're talking about best players on Kentucky. And, you know, they don't have a, a Towns or anybody like that this year. Kevin Knox is their best player. I was
0: standing next to Isaac when he talked to Nerlands about this. And he goes, Yeah, you know, Kentucky this year, they don't have like a Towns or like a U. Because he went, because <laughs> went in the top 10. <laughs> it was just really funny. I thought that was, I, I mean, I got what you were saying and it was true, but it was just funny. Like, they don't have a
1: U or. <laughs> because they don't have anybody projected to go in the top seven, top five. Nerlands was just, before Nerlens got hurt, he was projected he was gonna number, be number one, one. overall yeah. pick. So no, they right. don't have a clear cut player like that. So Knox, I mean, he'll be in the lottery <laughs> probably, but Nick's already laugh.
0: They didn't have anybody like you, Nerlens. <laughs> I
1: listed him with Ad and Boogie. Yeah, he knew what I was talking about.
0: Yeah, or Ad or Towns. Boogie. It's just, it seems so crazy now looking back to see how much better those three guys got and then Nerlens.
1: That's sad, Nick.
0: It is sad. Him and Ennis Cantor are going to be those those Kentucky big men that went way too high that, you know, Cantor. <laughs> so, all right, moving on from the draft prospects to uh, a boring game, <laughs> a boring game. Let's not spend too much time talking about this, but The uh, Dallas Mavericks lost against the Oklahoma City Thunder in a game where Russell Westbrook took the first half off and then decided to change shoes at halftime and come out and uh, just destroy the Mavericks along with Paul George. It was Russell Westbrook's birthday. And Paul George, when asked what he got Russell Westbrook for his birthday, Isaac, what did he respond with?
1: Well, I got him 37.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got him 37 points. And that he did. Uh, oh, Me- Mello oh, and Steven Adams did not play in this game. Kind of make that note. And it was still 112 to 99. And, it, I mean, that it could have been way worse. But, yeah, Mello and Steven Adams didn't play in this game. Uh, on the uh, on Jeff Skin Wade and Bobby Corrala's new podcast, they interviewed Wes Matthews, and they asked him about Steven Adams and a play in the playoffs two years ago. And he said, Steven Adams is the strongest human in the world. I was like, wow. (laughs) That is some that's some
1: big big praise there for him. He didn't say Nerlands? Stop. (laughs) Dwight Powell? (laughs) I was was waiting for you to say that. (laughs)
0: Dwight Powell in this game, eleven points, three
1: boards, two assists, two steals, one block, lighten it up on the stat sheet. He actually didn't have that bad of a first half. He got D'd up by Dakari Johnson and I start cracking up because I'm like Dakari Johnson just D'd you up completely. Like Powell tried to take him off the dribble and everything.
0: I can't was, believe their backup center's Dakari Johnson. Yeah, for speaking real. Speaking of like, speaking of Kentucky big men that never, didn't really make yeah, it.
1: Daniel Orton. Um, well Salah's block on Russ at the rim. The best. Russ tried to cram it on him. It was awesome. That's you just love Salah. Like I know we lost, but that play just made it all. And Salah did the finger wag. He doesn't <laughs> give a crap about anybody, and it's every team hates him. And I just love it all.
0: Uh, with what we talked about at the, the top of the show, Steven or uh, Ennis Kanter and Salah Meshery would be best friends.
1: Yeah, they would. They really would. <laughs> they would get along um, so well. Your boy, uh, uh, Jiverson. Jiverson. He is, he is our um, – remember that guy for the Lakers, uh, Robert Sacre? Or, oh, yeah, Sacre. Or the, End of the yeah, bench. He, he's our Mis- hype man. Mr. When Irrelevant. Jo- when Clavell is on the bench, that dude, it doesn't matter what happens. He's up clapping, hollering, hitting people with the towels. It's like, the I, uh, I, the Kent
0: Bazemore Memorial bench <laughs> cheerleader. <yeah. laughs> Kent Bazemore used to do this for the Warriors.
1: And it got him like $20 million too. Yeah, it did a year,
0: About <laughs> twenty million a year. Yeah, gotta gotta love it. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. had fifteen points, five boards, three assists, two steals, a block, five turnovers in this game. Uh, sort of a rough outing for him, but he's, I mean, still putting up numbers. He had a, uh, he had some really frustrating sequences where he thought he was getting fouled
1: and didn't get fouled, and, and, and he was getting fouled. Man, like it was.
0: Didn't has get
1: to, called, uh, yeah, yeah, and it has to get frustrating. Uh, him after the game, whoa, when he made that comment, <laughs> it was funny. It came out of frustration for him. Um, you could kind of see Dodo beside him. Uh, I think it. I think his name is Travis Singleton. I think from Sneaker Reporter, he asked him about Russ and if you learned anything about Russ, and. <laughs> Dennis replied, you know, just straight up, I didn't know he got that many calls.
0: <laughs> I
1: was like, dang, bro. So he seems Lon- really transfixed on that. Yeah, and lots of underfans fans was coming after him saying, Russ going to put up like 40 on you next time, like all this stuff. And I don't know. I think it's just – I think it's frustrating for him. You also think that, okay, he's 19. You know, he's coming from being NC State, best player, high school team, best player, you know, always being best the Best player in the country. Player. Yeah, and just getting calls and you know, no one being able to match you as far as athleticism and and, and he is I mean, he is getting fouled. Like that I mean he had a, he had a, he tried to dunk it and I think uh Jeremy Grant, you know, came over and in in real time looked like a good block on his dunk. But he hit Dennis right upside the head. And it's like if that was LeBron or did Dennis or somebody, fall over. Dennis like went horizontal yeah. on that play. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, nothing could get called and it's just part of it. He's a rook, and we'll just see how he responds. He's going to get teed up at some point. That's just inevitable. I think, you know, seeing the OKC game, you know, you saw him different times just reading lips, saying some choice words straight at the ref. So they're letting that fly, but it won't fly very much longer. Somebody, Somebody's going to team up pretty soon.
0: Last thing I want to mention from this game Harrison Barnes, Yogi Farrell had really good, efficient nights. Um, 22 points for Barnes, 13 boards. He only had one assist, went to the free-throw line just once, two shots. Uh, but Yogi Ferrell, 18 points with uh, three boards, four assists, a steal, two turnovers. But they were both, I mean, 60-plus percent from the field. Uh, they hit, between the two of them, they hit five of eight threes. And uh, just really good nights from them. And it it's good to see those guys consistently Consistently contributing, and I just, I just wish that they were in their rightful place. And and what I mean by that is, Yogi's rightful place is being a sixth man, you know, coming off the bench. And I think that Harrison Barnes' rightful place is being that third man, that the third, you know, probably third best player on the team. But like your second go to score. Whereas Dennis is like your first go to score. Then it's Barnes, and then the, you know the second best player is a guy that doesn't need necessarily to have the ball to make an impact.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you know, I saw something the other day, and I think it was Bleacher Report, and I disagreed with a lot of these things. It was like one trade every team should make. And was it Harrison Barnes? It was Harrison Barnes to Utah. Whoa. And and it was, what, it was what made me think of is what you just said. And If a they place get, if they to, were
0: getting Rodney Hood back, I'm never reading Bleacher Report again.
1: No, it's actually I think it was worse than that. But there, just the idea like what you were talking about being the third best player, but the second go-to score like go bear, like somebody like go bear would is a better player than him. Yeah. but He wouldn't be the go-to score. You know, it's exactly what Nick was talking about. So that's what made me think of it. I hated the idea. You know, don't want Barnes going. but in a situation to where, you know, that he would be like a go-to score in that with pieces around him. But yeah, uh, that's all I wanted to say about this
0: game. It was uh, other than that, it was pretty boring. <laughs> the Mavericks just got it destroyed was. in the third quarter. Uh, As always. They the Thunder put up 39 on them. A lot of it was was Paul George doing his thing, just overpowering the Mavericks. Uh after that, Isaac has a piece that went up today on Smoking Cube, that you guys should check out about Carlisle and his relationship with players. We'll probably talk about that on tomorrow's show or in the coming the coming shows. Um, But go check that out on the Smoking Cuban. Again, check out stuff on Mavs Moneyball. Guys, thank you so much for listening to us on Locked on Mavericks. We will see you tonight at the AAC. Peace
1: out. Boom.